It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Steaks, chicks, You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. And we are back, Pharrell, coast to coast, hour number three here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Carver High and Joe Lisi go for the two. In for Pharrell, he'll be back tomorrow, of course, as we give you the usual Wednesday extended version of Carver and Lisi on coast to coast. All right, Joe, uh, the football show continues for you here in hour number three. Uh, next up, and the college, too. I know you love I'm feeding you a lot of college football. Uh, today, fatten you up, Joe. Uh, Three hours should have all been the college, college football. football. Three oh, hours. I know, I know, I know. Listen, college football today is around the corner, Joe. I mean, you're gonna get there. It's almost there. It's right around the corner. Uh, George is the favorite to win the national championship. Uh, there on the big board, Bama six to one. Then Ohio State, Michigan, LSU, USC, uh, Clemson, FSU, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The big board, Joe, uh, for us. Yeah, so, I mean, they deserve to be there, every one of those teams. But I'll just say this, the the top four, and you mentioned, obviously, the quarterback concerns of Georgia and Alabama, respectively. What about Kyle McCord and Ohio State, right? The weapons are around them, but big game experience is not there for the Ohio State quarterback right now. And they have to go on the road to South Bend. They obviously have to go to the big house in Michigan. Those are two critical spots and play Penn State as well at home. I'm selling Ohio State this year. Michigan right now on paper is the best team in the Big Ten. You know, keep in mind, they're 15-0 and 0 at home. They just don't lose. So you look at their road games and they have a, an October-November game against Penn State. That will ultimately dictate whether they're in the college football playoff. And you bring up Michigan, Joe. Uh, did you know that they have the most money to win the college football championship. There it is. In fact, and since that graphic, they've actually gone to 8-1 to one instead of 850. Plus 800 now for Michigan. 20%, just a shade over 20% of the money. The most is on Michigan uh, to win the national championship. 
Well, they have the big three, Carver. J.J. McCarthy, Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum, right? Out-of-conference games are very easy. Walk in the park, and they're all at home. So you go to difficult road games. Happy Valley's going to be a concern because Penn State, since 2016, is 39-8 and straight up at home. Obviously, they went toe-to-toe a couple of years ago, pulled it out in the last three minutes. But if they get through Penn State, it's clear sailing, obviously, until that that home game with Ohio State, where is the Buckeyes that at the end of the regular season will ultimately dictate whether Michigan is a Big Ten champ and more importantly in the college football playoff? I think they could get there, but once they get there, it's a different story because the last two times they were there, they got knocked off, obviously, by TCU and Georgia. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, Michigan and Ohio State, obviously, uh, at the top of the Big Ten. I don't know if you want to take any shots uh, with anybody else right now, uh, Penn State probably. I know you like to go there. You're down on Wisconsin. You're down on Iowa. You're down on Minnesota. You're down wait, wait a on Illinois. Yeah. You're yeah, down on all these I'm teams, down on everybody. So. All right, so wait a second. I'll, I'll say this. Michigan is the best team right now in terms of the Big Ten. And I mentioned the last two years at home, they're 15-0. and 0. Same thing similar to Georgia. Every time they pound the rock for over 200 yards over the past couple of seasons, Michigan is undefeated. So as long as the rushing attack is there for Edwards and Corn, they're going to be in each and every ballgame. Again, can Penn State step up? What can they get out of Drew Aller this year out of the quarterback position? I think they're the sleeping giant potentially in the Big Ten. You're right. I'm down on Wisconsin because of the offensive line. The transition to me looks like Arkansas when they took over with Chad Morris from Brett Bielma. But I'll say this, keep an eye out for I back you, baby. It's back in Lincoln, Matt Rule and the I back formation. I back you, fullback and I back and Jeff Sims at the quarterback. I think they're gonna be the best team in the West this year. I like the over six and a half for Nebraska. Love it. I don't think you can get me in on any on any more than that, but I like the over six and a half. Rule's a great, not a good great great college coach we welcome in our radio affiliates for El coast to coast on a wednesday carver i and joe lisi in for scotty good to have everybody with us odds to win the pac-12 usc then oregon washington of course this is everybody's final year everybody's jumping ship uh after this year in the pac-12 uh oregon state uh, they are staying if the pac-12 continues to exist Everybody going to the window with the Buffaloes, though. Look at that hat on Dion right there, Joe. Everybody at the window for Colorado. Yeah, I can't bet Colorado, but they're going to be an interesting team with Travis Hunter and Shador Sanders. What was the graphic you showed me? Shador Sanders, 22 touchdowns, no interceptions in camp right now. Is a 200-to-1 shot to win the Heisman? I'll just say this. Until USC there it is. and their head coach. What? There he is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, right? There it is. It, there it I is. I had it for you. It's like <laughs> a buck 25. I mean, I want to bet, bet on him to obviously win the Heisman, but if they're three and nine or, or two and ten, he's not going to win the Heisman Trophy. But I'll say this about Alex Grinch and USC. Until they shut down the run, they can't get my money to knock down the college football playoff door. I'm going with Washington and Utah to potentially win the Pac-12. 22 touchdowns and no interceptions in training camp. Now that, uh, that is a reason to go out and put the ticket in at the window. Uh, that's it right there, Joe. Uh, and, and you know I've, I think more of them than other people do. I like their over. I think people are crazy 
thinking they're going to win a conference or a national championship. That stuff nuts. Coast to coast, we're back on the grid right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Good to have everybody with us here today. A uh, few more college football things, Joe. I'm not going to let it go yet. You wanted it, you got it. Uh, odds to win the Big 12. I want to go there next uh, and then give you a note about the Longhorns because you were trashing them before. Uh, they, of course, are the favorites to win the Big 12. Uh Big 12, another conference like the Pac-12, going to look a lot different next year uh, when we all come back to campus. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State, the Red Raiders right there as well. And then a gap to TCU, of course, played for a national title a year ago, Joe. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting movement because Texas Tech is down from 11 to 1, $2 down now at 9 to 1, respectively. I can't buy in, obviously, to Texas and Oklahoma uh, five starters come back for Kansas State and Will Howard. And what do you have on the defensive side of the ball? I will say this. Two teams that you have to keep an eye out on is Baylor because of Blake Shapin and Richard Reese, the running back. They get Dominic Richardson, the running back that transferred over from Oklahoma State. And Alan Bowman and the Oklahoma State Cowboys down, obviously, from 60 to 1, right in the area of about 50, 45 to 1, now 40 to 1 on on. MGM is amazing. I mean, because their schedule has them lined up to potentially be 8-0, and 9-0. And keep an eye out for Mike Gundy. Just when you sell him, seems to be when the Oklahoma State Cowboys step up and make some noise. I'm sitting on him at 60-1. to Yeah. Uh, no ah, thanks. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Talk so. about somebody who never gets it done. Uh, Mike is right in that category. Never. Oh, what has Texas done? done? What has Texas uh, done since 06? Everybody's believing uh, 58% of the money uh, is on Texas to win the Big 12 as they are going okay. out the door to the SEC. 58% of the 
of the money. Look at Sark. He's giving the point. Sark giving the point there to you, Joe. He's giving it to you. You're trying to egg me on because this is the problem with the Texas Longhorns, okay? They had three road games last year in particular. They were a a six-and-a-half-point favorite in Lubbock against my Red Raiders and Donovan Smith. They lost the ball game in overtime. They were on the road. They were favored against a beaten down Spencer Sanders and Oklahoma State, and they lost the ball game by seven outright. Okay, they went on the road on a neutral field to face Michael Penix in Washington and got kicked in the teeth and lost by seven. Until they win a legitimate road game in the conference, this team is nothing. Sold. Sold. Selling Sark. Selling yours. Selling Arch if he gets it. And just wait until Alabama wins by double digits in Tuscaloosa week number two on September 9th. Then you'll see Quinn Ewers transfer out and Arch Manning somehow, some way will be implemented as a starter. Not as sure about that with the Alabama quarterback situation, Joe. I'm not as sure about that. They're uh, going to run it right there. I know you've got throw. all the run numbers. It. They're going to run it. Um, here we go. Win totals I have for you. How about the highest win totals? These are the biggest ones on the board, Joe. Georgia 11 and a half, uh, which means they'd have to go undefeated to cash yet, plus 115. Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama are 10 and a half. Clemson and USC, a flat 10. Over 60% of the bets are on the over for all of these teams, except Alabama. People may be starting to... Everybody's thinking like I am, Joe, uh, about the quarterbacks. Not going to win 11, 12 games this year. Yeah, potentially not. But again, they recruit in terms of the interior. Nick Saban coaches up, obviously, the defense. And again, I mentioned the road test for Alabama. Totally non-existent for the most part. I will say this. I'm selling Ohio State in terms of I think they could go 10-2 and two because of the road test against uh, Notre Dame and obviously Michigan. Keep in mind, what's the weakness of Ohio State right now from a defensive perspective? Can't shut down the run and back-to-back losses to the Michigan Wolverines. What does Notre Dame do? Even with Sam Hartman there and Audric Estime, they run the football, and Michigan is still running on them from last year's road win. So at the end of the day, Tell me why things are going to change for Ohio State. The one team you have to keep an eye out on, just in terms of trends, happens to be Clemson. They were 9-0 in terms of their ACC play last year, won by 17.6 points per game, and straight up in the conference since 2014. They're 73-7. And oh, by the way, they don't lose at home. 52-2 straight up in Death Valley since 2015. Certainly are. Uh, the most bet win totals to the over. So these teams, Joe, are getting the most juice to the over. Everybody's going to the window. Colorado. Everybody loves Dion And the Buffaloes uh, with that three and a half. I'm on it too. Michigan the- State. Mel Tucker oh. at five and a half. Kansas State a flat eight. Texas nine and a half. Another Lisey special. And Iowa. At eight and a half, there are some of the Lisi favorites on uh, that list. Get, yeah, I know. Window for the going, I'm going after them because Michigan State's lucky to get potentially four wins, let alone five and a half this year and six. I mean, major problems. They play out of conference against Washington in East Lansing. They beat them up last year. Here's the other thing. I think you're right about, obviously, Deion Sanders. He's the right coach for the job, but... I don't think they get over the three and a half. I will say this about Iowa. Sold on the eight and a half. 
37 straight games, Carver. You got to go back to November 19, 2019 against Illinois that they had a 300-yard passer. 22 games under 250 passing yards this year and a gauntlet of a road schedule. Have you looked at Kirk Ferentz and Iowa's road schedule? At least four losses this year. I knew you'd love to see that everybody's going to the window with Texas and Iowa. You love seeing that. Everybody betting that over for Texas and Iowa. The most bet unders so far uh, as we are almost two weeks away from the start of the season. Kansas, people are not believing that they will get to 500 again, Joe. Under the six. Nebraska, everybody's selling Matt Rule at the window. Under six and a half. Cincinnati under five. I love that one. Under nine and a half for Oklahoma and under six and a half. For Wake Forest, of course, Sam Hartman is now uh, in South Bend. So that's not good for the Demon Deacons. Yeah, a couple of things. I mean, Jalen Daniels in, in Kansas offensively are explosive, but it's the defense that gave up well over 230 rushing yards per game in the second half of the season. I love Nebraska over the six and a half. I think they have the potential to be, believe it or not, a nine-win football team. I will say this, consistency with Dave Clawson, six and a half, always a bowl team with or without, uh, obviously, Sam Hartman. And the one concern about, obviously, Brett Venables, that defense last year, one of the worst in Oklahoma history. They gave up 188 rushing yards per game. Can't back a team that can't stop the run. Now, they were awful last year, Joe. Like, awful. I mean, that was the worst season of Oklahoma football in a long time that they went through. You're telling me they're going to come right back and win 10 games? I, I mean, I just... I don't see it, Joe. I think that number is way too high at nine and a half. That's called Oklahoma tax. They know that the Sooner faithful is going to go out. We're winning 10 games this year. We're going out big in the Big 12. You know, we're closing it out in a big way. I am on that. That might be one of my favorites, Joe. Uh, when I get to so, my top five, that under for Oklahoma, I know it's on. everybody seems to be with me. It's obviously on the most bet unders. But I really like that one a lot. Uh, for uh, I think he, I forget Venables too. I'm not involved. Yeah, forget I'm, I'm with Gabriel. you in terms of the talent could be a little bit bare in terms of outside of Dylan Gabriel. You know, from an offensive perspective, they lose Marvin Mims as well. Eric Gray have moved on to the NFL. The one team that we didn't talk about was Cincinnati with new head coach Scott Satterfield, former obviously Florida quarterback and Arizona State quarterback Emory Jones is there. They might be athletic and explosive, but under the five. I've told you a few times, I'm on the unders here for these first-year Big 12 teams. Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, I think that there's going to be some adjustment there. Uh, I know I didn't put UFC in there. Their number's a little bit higher, and they got a really good quarterback, so I'm going to stay away from them. But I like the unders for the new teams in the 12. Pharrell Coast to Coast, we're back on the grid after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody with us here today. Uh, all right, Joe, some NFL for you now. Uh, a couple of things to get to. Let's start with Eric Bieniemy and the Ron Rivera stuff because it's pretty fascinating how this has played out over the last 24 hours. Yesterday you had Rivera, you know, uh, kind of being asked about some of the offensive players maybe not liking uh, Biennemi's style of coaching, maybe a little too uh, intense, they called it. Uh, let's call it like it is. Uh, I guess, you know, he's giving him the business because he wants to win. Uh, that's what it's called, Joe. So I'm going to play you Biennemi, which was a little bit after Rivera, and then I'll tell you what Rivera did today uh, after that. So here's Eric Biennemi defending his coaching style in Washington. Hey, you got to understand, we're in a grown man's business. We're in a grown man's world. My job is to make sure that I'm doing the best possible job of over-communicating clarity. I take a tremendous amount of pride in that. They also know when I'm getting on them, ain't nothing personal. What's personal is that I want us to win. I expect that particular player to be great at all times. I expect the effort to be a standard that's uh, accepted by all of us. So when you're not reaching that, it's my job to address it. So sometimes they may like the highlights and the praise, but sometimes they may not like it. And I'm perfectly fine with that because that's my job. Because if I ain't doing my job, my ass get fired. So it's my job and my responsibility to make sure that I'm getting our guys to do what I expect them to do. Joe, that was outstanding right there. From that is exactly what you want to hear in a situation like this. And I thought Rivera did two things wrong yesterday. Number one, he kind of took himself and Jack Del Rio, who's the defensive coordinator, and kind of made a comment, whether he knew he was doing it or not, that me and Jack kind of know how to handle players because we've been head coaches in the league, and Eric doesn't know because he hasn't been a head coach in the league. I thought that was his first big mistake, and his second one was basically saying that even letting out the information that players had gone to him expressing concern about the enemy. That should be, Joe, an in-house thing that never saw the light of day to the reporters. And sure enough, what did Rivera have to do today, Joe? 
He had to walk the whole thing back with a big, long statement. This is not what I meant. I talked to Eric. I did this. Once again, a situation in Washington that could have easily been avoided. Absolutely. But let me. I, there's a couple of things to digest here. First of all, Eric Bieniemy has been a winner at every level, okay? Let's not forget that. He was a, a national champion, leading rusher for Colorado back in 1989 and 1990. Coached up Adrian Peterson in terms of the leading rusher back in 2010 with the Minnesota Vikings and in his tenure there. He understands what it takes to win not just championships in terms of the conference, but Super Bowls with Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And outside of that, uh, every owner and every GM and every scout were people that wanted to bash Eric Bieniemy for not having what it takes to be an NFL head coach. That right there is what it takes. I'll tell you that right now. Because he should have been hired on the spot. Uh, for coaching up players. And Ron Rivera, the same coach that didn't recognize that in week 16, his team was eliminated from the playoffs, is completely washed up. They have regressed since they won the NFC East in his first season there. Get real, Ron. Wake up, man. One guy came from a culture of winning in Kansas City, and like you said, has done some winning himself in the past. But never won the And Washington has not done that. Right. Look, it's just as a player, uh, as a player with Chicago, but Carolina, they didn't, they didn't get over the hump against Peyton. Right. Look, they obviously he went to one Super Bowl. It was an unbelievable year from Cam Newton, who got him uh, to that one Super Bowl uh, that year. But other than that, no, not a lot of winning in the head coach department. Uh, I've. This is going to be the last year of Ron Rivera in Washington, Joe. Uh, we've said this a few times already. Uh, this is a major, major sell for me this year. Under six and a half, uh, maybe even all to Joe. Under five and a half, under whatever you want to do. They got bad quarterbacks. Hal's going to start the first preseason. How, haven't they said for months Hal's going to be the starter? Now we're slipping in first team reps uh, for Jacoby Brissett. last year. Uh, we did this last I year know. with Heineke and Wentz. I know. And it was, it, was the, it was Ron Rivera sticking up for Wentz. God knows what happened with that situation. Everybody wants to blame yeah. Daniel Schneider while well, he's gone now. And now you peel back the onion and you're looking at Ron Rivera straight in the window. And the mirror. Straight in the window. Uh, it's going to be a long year. I'm hot. Uh, and hopefully the hot enemy uh, will be able to get out of it. Next, let's go to Indianapolis where Shane Steichen, uh, of course, is the new head coach for the Colts coming over from the Eagles. When you're a new head coach in this league, Joe, you probably don't want to deal with situations in your first training camp like your star running back uh, having problems with wanting to get paid more money. Now he's got this ankle situation that he's not going to rehab at the facility anymore. He's off-site rehabbing his ankle. Let's hear Shane Steichen uh, try to... Uh, stumble his way through this, Joe. Where's no JT? No JT. No side of him. Yeah, this is part of his rehab process. If you guys don't see him out here, it's part of his rehab. Is he rehabbing here on site or somewhere else? Yeah, like I'll, I'll refrain from getting into that. But yeah. Are you expected back tomorrow? Or? Yeah, if you if you don't see him back here out on the field, it's because he's rehabbing. Yeah, yeah, he's got an ankle and he's rehabbing his ankle. And like I said, once the medical class, uh, staff clears him and he's 100, he'll, percent he'll be out on practice. Has there been much progress? Do you feel? Yeah, 
I think he's in, in a good spot, and we're going from there. Do you think he'll practice during camp? Uh, I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. We'll see how it all plays out, though. Again, once he's cleared, he'll be out here. Hey, how much you didn't want to get into? Not much, apparently. But is this the original injury, the original surgery, or did you do something? Yeah, he's just he's got the ankle. It's the ankle, yeah. It's the ankle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea Joe. what's going on. None. Joe, that, well, you could say he's got no idea what's going on. I mean, you also say, I guess, you know, most of these guys now, these new guys, they get these jobs, and they just, they're so trained. Don't give them anything. Don't say anything. Just keep your head straight. Just keep not saying anything. That's going to get dizzying uh, for Shane Steichen in Indianapolis uh, if he's got to deal with that. I feel bad for him. He goes from Nick Sirianni and and the Philadelphia Eagles, a winner, NFC champs, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. Now he's got a complete mess. In Indianapolis, he loses his star running back, not even in camp, not even there, and obviously a rookie quarterback. They need to let Anthony Richardson get through the season from week one, get the growing pains out, and maybe they can win some ball games in year number two. Tough scene. Just play Richardson. I'm with you. Just throw him to the wolves, Joe. Let it happen. Uh, preseason does start for everybody this week. You had the great Hall of Fame game last week. Now you get everybody in the mix starting tomorrow night all the way through sunday you have nfl preseason games this is just for you because i know how much you love this guy we'll go to denver and we'll hear from russell wilson joe because preseason games are very important and here's russell uh trying to let you know joe how important they are for players yeah i think the opportunity to play in the preseason is there's three great things that happen in my opinion number one i think as a player uh, just stepping in between the white lines. Every time you step in between the light, white can't. lines, it's a gift. I can't. You know, that's how he's, I look at it. He's like talking to the kindergarten right now. God has granted this us the like ability to play. I think the second thing is, is that you get to figure out who you are as a team. You know, I think in a lot of ways, uh, mentally, emotionally, uh, to celebrate one another. And I think the third thing is the best part about it all is I remember when I was a rookie. And I remember my first preseason game. I got to play Tennessee Titans. The second one was against Denver Broncos, ironically. And just those moments, uh, those moments are, are things that you'll forever. The moments, remember. Joe. And you wanna, the you moments. Wanna, um, you know, for, as, yep. a, as a veteran. Inches are everywhere. Year, um, it's about seeing those guys develop and grow and take everything they've done. At a, this such is a high great. Level on I mean, the practice field and seeing it between the white lines on a, on a game field. And, uh, that's the opportunity that we have, and we're we're excited to be a play in front of our fans, you know, in Arizona. Our fans obviously travel. Got enough yet, uh, Joe? Amazing here, got uh, enough here in Denver. So we're excited about that, and so um, just to be able to, you know, um, lace up the cleats again is a is a gift. You know, now Joe, that is a one minute clip of Russell Wilson giving you a whole bag of tricks. He gives you the smile. The stock, like, where does he get? Like, he gives the same sayings over and over, and he's a, you know, we're in between the white lines, and we're in between. Does he? Is he? Is this really him? Do you think that's actually how he acts in real life? Because it's yes, amazing. Absolutely, it really I think he's, uh, he's. And the fact that which which drives me absolutely bonkers is that Russell Wilson deserves to have Eric Bieniemy up his ass on him each and every day for just that comment and press conference because it's amazing we he has a head coach now in sean payton that kissed his ass took him out for dinner and didn't make him accountable in any way for his performance last year he's doing leg lifts on the, on the plane ride to, to the uk give me a break already i'm selling this team that i'm telling you the wheels are gonna fall off he's gonna lose the locker room and at the end of the day sean payton made a bad move 
in terms of attaching himself to Russell Wilson as opposed to the other 52 guys in that locker room. How do you not know what he took him out for the steak that night if he wasn't giving him the business about hey, last year? Hey, Russ, you sucked last year. You got to be better this year. How do you know he didn't give him the business, Joe? I agree with that, but I Peyton has been pretty open that Russell and everybody else sucked last year. He's gotten himself in trouble for it already. I don't think he's been kissing Russell Wilson's ass for the last seven months since he got the job. I'm pretty sure he's going to be all over him. He took him to dinner to give him the business, Joe. He didn't take him out to dinner to hold hands with him. Come on, Joe. We're back after this with Joe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us. Always great to have with us as well our man Joe Pisapia. You see him Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. Eastern, Fantasy Sports Today, right here on the grid. And it is now football season. We always joke with Joe. August 1st comes, and he's through the door, baby. I mean, the Fantasy Black Book's out. It's time. It's football season. Let's go, Joe. I love it. Well, they also always book me after Joe Lisi, which is good because I'm always like a little deep breath here. I think we got to go do a wellness check on Joe. He was very fired up. So he's going to go and, you know, get the blood pressure taken, do a couple things. And I'm going to come here and just, you know, just just bring the volume down a little bit. See if everyone take a deep breath. Yes, Russell Wilson says a lot of crazy things. I get it. But it's not new. I just love (laughs) when you fire up an Italian. And I'm sure there's stuff you can fire me up about. If you start talking about, you know. Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton, I'll lose my mind too. But uh, Joe Lisi definitely, uh, I think, needs a, a snack and maybe a juice and just kind of let him chill out a little bit. See, it, it's just he does the whole – every Wednesday he does the whole show with me, Joe. So that's two hours and 40 minutes he just got it, Joe. And I like to right before he goes out the door, I like to send him out with like a little push. So I always yeah. make sure that whatever I've got at the end, 
is a couple things. Like, I hit him the whole hour. Texas football, uh, you know, Russell <laughs> Wilson. I, I gave him all yeah. the favorites uh, before he left. So now he's nice and fired up when he goes to the gym. Uh, so let's start there, Joe, actually, because we you heard us talking about Russ. What are you mm-hmm. thinking this year in Denver? You heard how Joe is. He thinks the Broncos, the wheels are going to fall off the bus. Sean Payton's there now. There's no way they could be as bad as last year. There's just, that's impossible. Do you think Russ gets back to being more like the player we saw in Seattle? Mm. That's the bigger question. I think that might take a little bit more time. But you're right. The bar is set very, very low. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett was the least prepared head coach I think I've ever seen in the NFL, except for one guy named Urban Meyer a couple years ago. So, like, we're, we're talking about some really low bars that we've set here. Uh, Sean Payton's one of the best offensive-minded coaches, I think, of this generation. So it's hard not to believe they're not going to be more prepared. And I think last year when you watched this team play, they had no game plan. They had no preparation. They seemed to be flying by the seat of their pants. It looked disorganized. Sean Payton's going to fix all that. And it's going to take a little bit of time. I think from a fantasy perspective, you're looking at it. And Russell Wilson is still just kind of floating around that high-end QB2 range. So he's really not going to enter into most fantasy league conversations. He's a bi-league quarterback in some of the QB1 leagues that we all play in, but there are some assets that are very interesting. Jerry Judy is still being drafted kind of as a low end wide receiver too. And I think he's got enough in that tank to be a wide receiver one on a lot of weeks and outperform his ADP. And then there's Javante Williams, who it's fascinating, you know, a couple months ago, if you took the temperature of the fantasy football community about Brees Hall and Javante Williams, everybody was like, Oh, Brees Hall, it's going to be great week one. Let's roll. And then Javante Williams, everyone was terrified. You can't find any information, I feel like, on Brees Hall, no matter what you're looking for. And Javante Williams is out there running sprints. So who would have thought that would happen? Not me. Javante is still going at a huge discount. So is Jerry Judy. Those are two pieces of this offense that I think can return investments right away, regardless of whatever the bigger picture is for the first few weeks of the season. And I agree that I think, you know, even though the bar is set very low, that eventually you will get... Russell Wilson and this offense starting to look good because Sean Payton is such a professional at what he does. And he does have a good defense. He does have a lot of pieces around Russ to make him better. But as far as him being an elite quarterback, I don't think we're going to see that. I don't think that's in the cards. I'm glad you kind of went in that direction because this is kind of what I want to do with you. I want to bring up a couple of these teams that have some guys that we're used to buying high in fantasy. And I'm not sure if we're going to do that this year. I want to go to Tampa. Because I'm sick and tired of the Baker Mayfield, uh, Kyle Trask stuff. One's going to start this week. One's going to start next week. They're both listed as starter on the depth chart. This is a typical Todd Bowles move that he's got going on here. Let's ask you from this perspective. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, guys that have been very good to us in fantasy and in props, Mm -hmm. uh, betting them on Sundays. How are you feeling about those guys with the quarterbacks that are potentially going to be throwing to them? I got two words for you, Carver. Zero shares. That's right. Zero <laughs> shares. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near this situation. Let's examine it. Let's see what the difference is, right, year over year. So you're going from the greatest quarterback of all time, who also was throwing the ball 700 times last year, to Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. That is a huge drop-off in terms of volume, in terms of quality. And last year, they struggled anyway. Uh, Mike Evans at times looked like dust last year. I don't know what's going on there. He's been one of the most consistent wide receivers on the planet in the last decade but eventually all good things do come to an end and Chris Godwin a guy who really feeds off that volume I'm not saying they can't be relevant but the problem is that the ADP they're going it's a real struggle for me I can't get there and I can't see the path and I think you bring up two names that are very dangerous because people have 
a comfortability with them. They have a recognition factor. They're stars. Mike Evans might even be a potential Hall of Famer when all is said and done. And people are used to winning leagues with these guys. But you have to dial that back and understand this ain't 2022. This is 2023. You got to start looking ahead here. You got to start looking at some of these guys and what these offenses are going to be. And I can't imagine this being a good one. Rashad White is an interesting low-end RB2 kind of dude, but I get it from the volume perspective. I keep waiting for that shoe to drop where somebody else comes in. It hasn't happened yet. But I can't be taking guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin when there's other players on the board, you know, kind of like the Judys of the world going around that same range as Godwin. And even guys, you know, like Zay Flowers, who I think has all the opportunity and all the skill to be the wide receiver one in Baltimore, even though I don't think they're going to be a prolific throwing offense. Those are the guys that get excited about this year. I can't get excited about anybody on the Buccaneers for fantasy. Uh, you brought up Baltimore, so I'll jump to them next. Lamar back and healthy, usually good for the first eight or nine weeks of the season the last two years. Beyond that, it's very questionable. You get OBJ in the mix. You get Flowers in the mix. Are you buying the pieces uh, with the Ravens? And I like Dobbins a lot, but he's another guy who, even when he's not barking about how much money he needs to get, he doesn't play a lot either. Uh, as much as I like J.K. Dobbins. Where are you at with the Ravens? I like Dobbins, too, and I was high on Dobbins about six weeks ago. And now in camp, I'm starting to sour a little bit. The ADP is kind of held strong, but I'm looking at him. I'm looking at Cam Akers, and I think I'd rather have Cam Akers right now. They're kind of going in that same range. I just think you're in a better situation. And what I am doing is starting to hedge a little bit, looking at guys like Gus Edwards late in drafts, right? Because Gus Edwards, whenever he gets the football, he's been okay. So if there's an injury to Dobbins or if Dobbins decides he's going to sit out or some drama happens, at least I've got some coverage and insurance there. And I think patience is what you need with this offense because it's going to be different. Whenever you change coordinators, there's going to be new stuff in there. The good news is Lamar Jackson has a good attitude. He's happy. He's paid. That's great. They gave him some real wide receivers. And let's be honest. They have never given him anything worth working with outside of Mark Andrews in his career. So this is the first time you're getting legitimate professionals around. Like, I'm not holding my breath for Rashad Bateman. That ship has sailed for me. I know other people are still chasing it. I am not. Odell is going late in drafts. He's an interesting dart throw. The question is, can he get back to any sort of form at this age coming off the injury? Uh, There's a lot of questions there, but I keep coming back to Zay Flowers. Because you're looking at a guy who just lit up Boston College, who didn't have the greatest quarterback play, but he fights for the football. He's quick off the line. He's got good hands. He's got that fight in him. And to me, when you're looking at the early camp and some of his, you know, lining up against some of these corners, he is just dusting these guys. I mean, it's crazy right now. If they're not holding him, they're not stopping him. So I think this is a real problem for the league uh, if Zay Flowers figures things out very quickly. And every year, we see rookie wideouts come in and do well. Everybody's chasing Jordan Addison. You know, a lot of people are looking at some of the other wide receivers like Jackson Smith and Jigba. But all those guys are playing behind legitimate guys who are ones and twos ahead of them, possibly. Who's Zay Flowers playing ahead of? To me, that's the guy to be chasing because he has a chance to be the number one in his offense. Could be very explosive, that's for sure. Uh, To Cincinnati we go. Now, from a making the playoffs and winning the Super Bowl perspective, Joe, Burrow missing, let's say, the first five games, like Jamar Chase was saying, Probably not that big of a deal. In the fantasy scope of things, missing the first five games, that is a big deal. Have you seen the dip already with Chase uh, and T. Higgins, knowing that maybe there's a chance Burrow could miss two, three, four, five games to start the year? Not yet. Uh, It's early, so I think people are being patient and realize that we've still got a few weeks ahead of us here. You know, some of these calf strains, if they're mild, you're looking at a two to four week window. So you're hoping it's on the mild side and you're hoping, you know, that everything goes in the right direction. If there's a re-injury, 
if there is news that starts to sour, you will see a drop in Joe Burrow, and that'll be a fascinating one to see how far it goes. I think in super flex leagues, he becomes an incredible value if he drops because I'll take as many games of Joe Burrow as I can possibly get it at discount. But in single quarterback leagues, you just don't have to take the risk. So why bother doing that? So uh, it will hurt Chase's stock for sure. I'm somebody who thinks that Chase can end up as the wide receiver one this year over Jefferson. Because I think if you put those two guys healthy together for an entire season, you're just scratching the surface so far in these first two years of what they're capable of doing on the NFL level together. You saw how great they were in college together. And now I think this could be a very special 45 kind of touchdown season for Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase, where Chase could go off and end up even surpassing Justin Jefferson. I don't think that's outside the range of outcomes here. They're very close. But this is a situation you have to monitor very closely, which is why you want to draft as late as you can. That way you have the most information to make the best decisions because everyone's going to get hurt anyway. So why are you going to start at a deficit taking bad situations? But right now, you haven't really seen the market move yet on Chase or Burrow. I think everyone's just kind of holding and waiting and trying to be patient until we have a little bit more to go on. I refuse, Joe, to draft in any leagues that draft before Labor Day weekend. I decline. No, (laughs) I need to know everything that's happening the week before the season starts. For, uh, let's say, maybe the novice player or the guy that just shows up every year, they like fantasy football, they dive in. Things have changed, Joe, right? Like, he used to be running back, running back, running back, running back, right out of the gate. You got to get your running backs. You got to make sure you stock them up. Has that changed, Joe, here over the years now with the way the offenses have worked, with the way that the uh, dual running back systems and how big some of these wide receivers are? What's the strategy now at the top? Is it Justin Jefferson and Chase, et cetera, guys like that? It is, and and it has been for me for a couple years, which is why you should go buy the Fantasy Black Book on Amazon because we're ahead of that curve. We were talking about this in the book three years ago about how the league is changing. And the bell cow running backs are starting to become, you know, less and less every single year. You're seeing more committees. You're seeing more specialization there. And when the league starts to devalue these guys, you should start understanding that in fantasy. Still, Christian McCaffrey, Bijan, Austin Eckler is going to be in that conversation in the top five. But if you give me, you know, after CMC is gone and after Bijan has gone, I'd much rather be starting a team with Tyreek Hill or A.J. Brown or one of those guys. Because I think you're locking in, especially in those PPR leagues, just a higher potential floor on a weekly basis for 17 weeks because we've seen McCaffrey miss huge amounts of time. I think Eckler's workload's been huge. I love Bijan this year, but you know, even Saquon Barkley, he's had a checkered pass with staying healthy. And when guys miss significant time in that first round, it really does set you back. Football happens, injuries happen to anybody. But to me, I'm more of that, let's go to that early wide receiver build and you're seeing in rounds five, six, and seven, some of those running backs we talked about, Dobbins, Akers, Madison. There's a lot of guys out there that can kind of fill that void and i think perform like high-end rb2s low-end rb1s you can get by it running back that way but those elite wide receivers those are the guys that are really moving the needle in fantasy yeah i know the last time you were with me me and you gushed about uh Bijan uh for about 10 minutes and sure enough uh everybody's on him too he's one of the top two or three running backs that's going in every draft i can't blame them joe we love this guy we're on him for everything this year Arthur Smith, just give him the ball nonstop. Joe, great stuff as always, my man. Get the Fantasy Black Book on Amazon and see him Sunday mornings right here, Fantasy Sports Today. Thanks as always, Joe. I'll talk to you soon. There you go, buddy. Have a good one. There he is, Joe Pisapia right here. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. We will come back. We will wrap this puppy up. We've got a couple of other things to mention. Before we get out of here, Scotty back tomorrow, of course. 
Coast to coast on the grid. We're back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Um. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Just about to get out of here. Uh, Scotty usually does the Ferella finish every day. I actually have a couple Ferella finish uh, type stories for us before we get out of here. First, Henry Ruggs uh, sentenced to three to ten years in the Nevada prison today. Of course, from the incident a couple years ago uh, where he was driving the car at a buck fifty, and unfortunately. Uh, killed that woman, so Ruggs gets three to ten, three minimum, in the Nevada uh, State Penitentiary uh, for Henry Ruggs. The NBA finds Anthony Edwards fifty grand for throwing that chair after Minnesota was eliminated by Denver. So if you remember that, uh, the reason it took so long for the NBA to finally send him the bill was, I guess, there was uh, legal proceedings around that as well, uh, as he hit a couple people in Denver. Uh, that night after throwing the chair. So now Anthony Edwards, no uh, legal action, and uh, 50K he owes the NBA. Uh, So there you go for him. Uh, Another significant injury we didn't mention uh, when we did the NFL, potentially, uh, nothing crazy yet, is Jalen Waddell for the Dolphins. Uh, He left practice today. He was down on the ground. uh, His midsection, injury to his midsection. So that is something to keep an eye on, too in that Dolphin offense. So there you go. Uh, Scotty is back tomorrow, of course, right here on C2C. We have our first preseason games of the week, two games tomorrow night, Houston and the Patriots, Vikings and the Seahawks. We will give you all of that. Uh, Plenty of baseball, too. A lot of afternoon games tomorrow as well. Great job by Joe Lisi today, as always. Cam Stewart, Davis Maddock, Joe Pisapia, slamming Sammy Yarnell. Uh, and the crew uh, over at LTN. I get Sammy for the whole week next week. How about that? Uh, Sammy on C2C all week long on the grid. All right. Uh, Game Time Decisions is next. Uh, Gabe and Cam have you covered there. Great job today. Cash a lot of tickets tonight. Plenty of baseball. Get involved. Carver High for Scotty. Coast to coast. 
Have a great night. See you tomorrow. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.